Welcome back to 2023's first episode of Customers Who Click. It's another super interesting episode for you as I'm joined by Shay Gerhardt, founder and CEO of Butterflies. Butterflies is an innovative earbuds company super focused on the customer and their needs. I don't want to spoil the episode by saying too much now, but it's been really interesting learning about how and why Butterflies was developed, how the industry currently innovates and where it's going in the future. Before we get into the episode itself, I'd love it if you could just pop over to iTunes and leave a review. It really helps get the podcast in front of more people and obviously makes me feel really good when I see the five-star reviews rolling in. Let's hear from Shay now. Hi, Shay. Thanks for joining me today. Would you mind just uh, quickly introducing yourself, give us a bit of your background and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, sure. I'm Shay Gerhardt and I'm CEO and founder of Butterflies Technologies, which is a advanced innovative earbud that is essentially bridging us to the earbud platform, which will be the dominant communication and computing device of the future. I've been mostly the last 15 years or so in executive roles in the music, mobile, and gaming space. I started my career at TBWA Shia, which is one of the biggest advertising agencies in the world. I wasn't creative. I was in the Strategy and brand and go-to-market strategy is where I focused. And throughout my career, I've spent most of my career going into companies and in that are in crowded marketplaces and finding a path to build awareness, cut through the noise and clutter, and grow the company. So mostly I've been in operations and in the marketing space and brand space. And then we started Butterflies about six years ago. So we've been doing that ever since. Awesome. That sounds really exciting. So with, I guess with, with Butterflies, how do you get customers clicking? So I sort of think of, you can get anyone to click, right? And you know that better than most. There's always, but what I think the most important thing you do is make sure you're get people to click the fifth or sixth time that you're communicating with them. And so we really spent a deep dive on what our mission, what our sort of why is and building butterflies and why we're doing it, who our customers are and why that's important to us and why it's important to bring this brand to the world. And then staying very authentic in that path. So when we talk, People know our voice, we know what we're about, and we don't ever deviate from that. And it's very important to us. We also try to deliver value every time we are presenting ourselves, whether it's the first time or down the funnel and they've already purchased from us and they're thinking about repurchasing. So that whole funnel experience is really important. Um, But yeah, I mean, the other thing is in, in regard to like the first time, I do everything I can to make every I never have a cliche. So I once heard an author say that a cliche is anything you've ever heard written before or or heard before. And so we try to make sure that we never do that. And everything we say is is on point to what our why is about. Okay. Interesting. And do you want to tell us a bit more about like the the earphones? Like what 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 even led you down that route? Yeah. So I am, I was in the music, mobile and gaming space most of my career. And I was, we're in Colorado and I was actually, we had three little boys and my husband was like, Hey, it's a powder day tomorrow, which is a really big deal. And we went and he's like, why don't you go skiing by yourself tomorrow and just take a day off? 
So this was huge, even though I love my kiddos, having a whole day to yourself was pretty awesome. And so I got really nervous because you have to hit a traffic window, otherwise you're stuck in traffic. And so I was really nervous. I'd miss that 5 a.m. wake up call. I fell asleep that night with the wired AirPods, those white wired AirPods. Woke up in the morning with the crazy aching pain in my ears. And prior to that, I listened to a ton of audiobooks and podcasts. And I'd say to my friends, like, hey, have you listened to this podcast or have you listened to this audiobook book? And people are like, I can't wear earbuds that long. They hurt, they get that achy feeling, they fall out or they don't fit at all. And so I that morning, all, all every single earbud on the market is made with what's called a plastic clamshell design. So it's they just snap together on the manufacturing line. There's a seam connecting it. So that morning I split the seam, seam open on the wired AirPods and put my it put this components into my kids' swimmer's wax and then was able to wear them comfortably underneath my helmet the whole day, which was pretty crazy. Like the, that's, the speakers in that range are not super high-end, but because I had a near-perfect seal, it was such a clean and brighter sound. Plus I had the pressure of my helmet all day and it's still didn't get uncomfortable. It wasn't perfect because my hair would get stuck in it or every once in a while the speaker would get covered up by the the swimmer's wax, but it was a pretty awesome experience. So jokingly at the time, this my CFO was a good friend of mine. So I came in and I was like, hey, listen to what I invented this weekend. And he's like, yeah, no, that has to exist. Something like that has to exist. So we spent a long time looking at it. Then we figured out that the reason that earbuds today hurt, get that achy feeling, fall out, or don't fit at all is because the human ear is constantly moving when you talk to an exercise. And so that constant friction against that hard plastic material design is what causes that achy feeling. Even with that little rubber foam ear tip that comes on the end of a number of earbuds, ear fatigue and soreness, it turns out, is the number one complaint in the earbud industry. The other issue is that the human ear, because it's moving against that hard plastic, it, it's called walkout. It walks it out of your ear. So that's why earbuds fall out all the time. It's actually a really good business model because people are purchasing new earbuds every on average every six months. So they fall out, they get sent through the washing machine, you leave them on the airplane, your dog eats them. There's plenty of YouTube videos about your dog playing music in their st stomachs. And so we set out to create an earbud that flexes with the human ear as it moves. It actually gets more comfortable the longer you wear it because it works with your body heat. And so it's, ha and has a damping effect. So the, the last thing is that that plastic, when vibrations come through the plastic vibration, plastic clamshell design, it causes what's called sound fatigue in your cartilage. And so we've also developed a damping effect that stops that from happening as well. So yeah, so we set out to to make the world's most comfortable earbud and we did it. But it took us a really long time. Yeah. Well, how, how long did you did you say? How long so has it been working? It's about four years to invent it, design material, build the material composition, the you know, the engineering around the shape and so forth. Yeah, so yeah, quite a while. It wasn't yeah. a uh, let's get let's get something to market quickly. It was let's yeah. work something out, do it properly. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think uh, so. Obviously, yeah. I mean, the the two biggest complaints I would have is either they start to ache after a while, which I mean, maybe it's not so much of a problem because I I take them out a lot, 
Like if I step away from my computer, I will take my earphones out. I will go get a drink or do whatever I need to do. And then I put them back in. Uh, Obviously, if I'm listening to a podcast while walking the dog or something, that can go on for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. It does start to ache. And the other the other bit would be, you know, them falling out, especially when like exercising and things. And the solution previously has been to buy earphones that come with hooks. You know, the, right. the kind of over ear hooks. But yeah. then I feel like I, I literally ended up with two sets of, of earphones, one for just everyday use and one specifically for exercise because it had the hooks and I didn't want to wear those all the time. Yeah. Because it caused a little achy feeling. No, I just I kind of associated them as with exercise. They okay. were just I I just, I saw them as exercise earphones, not yeah. earphones that I would use all all the time. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay. Just just because they had that hook, that hook for me was there purely so that I could exercise and continue to wear them. Yeah. So it's interesting when we were doing research, both quantitative and qualitative research on the industry, mostly to make sure that it wasn't just me and my friends that had this issue, but this was actually a big enough issue. The earbud design as it is, was invented like 15 years ago with the AirPod, with the iPod and meant for only 20 minutes of music listening. So since then, the content we're consuming and the way we're consuming consuming it has changed dramatically. So human habits have changed, but the industry really hasn't adjusted to that new change. So heavy earbud users are using their earbuds from one to seven hours a day, which is totally different than what it was designed for. And those people, while, you know, they love music, they are not necessarily using their earbuds for music. So on average, maybe 15 minutes a day of music, but mostly they're listening to their earbuds for audiobooks, podcasts, streaming video, and phone calls. And they'll use, listen to music on the big headphone cans or in-home stereos, I mean, in-car stereos or in-home speakers. And so we really have un- unapologetically not gone after the music industry. And we are going after what we have termed the knowledge seekers and the spoken word vertical because those are the people who need this solution the most and would and benefit from it so that you don't have to take them out, you know, all the, all the time and be conscious about it and don't have to wear two or three different pairs for different purposes. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean. Yeah, I suppose it makes sense. Like my, and this is obviously me just guessing because I don't have the experience in the industry, but people who love music, like really love music and will listen to it loads probably do have some like over ear like headphones right to to listen to them because they also want the better quality which you i don't think you get from the earphones so much then you've got those casual users which is yeah the 20 minutes you know just listen to some music while you're on the commute or you know on the tube or something but yeah you've so you've gone after that market which is you know the people who listen to hour-long podcasts or or long youtube episodes or I suppose also just wear them a long time while working. Yeah. And have them on calls and Zoom calls and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. So I used to be in the electronic dance music industry, the EDM space, and there are earbuds. They are not wireless because you don't want to compress sound for music necessarily. There are ear- earbuds that we would recommend to the fans, but they're like $1,800, $2,000. And so, and then the, but the cans are much better for that because you can get a lot more speakers 
a lot more base out of it, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's, it's good to go after a specific market though, with a, a yeah. you know, a niche, because you get that, that messaging. And as soon as you start putting that messaging in, you know, I mean, it's almost like you could actually have, I'm not saying you would do this obviously, but you could have a very similar product, but if you marketed it to that niche, you're going to sell better because it gets seen as the product for that niche. So if you're then saying, well, it's it's literally designed for these people. It is actually a special product. It is better. It is specifically designed for people who are who want to have them in for you know, several hours in a, at a time. That's, you know, it's like a level above, isn't it? Yeah. And so we've designed specifically for this category that no one else has. No one else can say they can be comfortably worn for up to seven hours a day. No one can say they have the battery life that we have because that's one of our attributes is we have a really, we have a nine and a half full usage, full volume battery. So you never have to put them back into the charging case during the day. And then, but just like your, your sports earbuds, you probably just got conditioned to think, oh, these are for sports. People who are affected by the long-term comfort issue and, you know, so the fit issue, it's 87% of the market and the market size is $32 billion market, right? So while we could be going after a much bigger group, we are very specific on this because the other reason is that we built this brand around the knowledge seeker. So, you know, those, that 20 minutes of time where you get like precious moments to yourself or you're commuting or or hiking or whatever you're doing, and you get to listen to something that feeds your curious mind. I mean, it's such a cool brain vacation throughout the day. And it, it stimulates, you know, other people's, the way other people talk about things or the way they, they are thinking about things, or even like constructing a sentence or something that's so, super funny. You, it helps stimulate different thinking or different, you know, mindset. And it's such a cool moment in the day we wanted that to be the most comfortable, enjoyable experience possible. And so that is really why we built the Butterflies brand. Butterflies was named after the butterfly effect, where much like the flap of the wings of a butterfly can affect weather patterns on the other side of the world, so too can the knowledge affect the world around us. And so that's really where we where we come from and where our why is. And that's really important, both from leading a team that everyone in our on our team has is super curious, loves listening to podcasts and audiobooks that make them think differently. But they also are professionals and have to work all day and are have earbuds in. And you know, whether you're in an office or you're working from home these days, we have earbuds in a lot. And so making that a seamless, incredibly comfortable experience was really important to us. And it helps both drive our team. And then, you know, to your point about clicking, we we have built a whole ecosystem around the knowledge seeker. And we have an, a very engaged user group who is making recommendations of podcasts and audiobooks back to us and stuff. And so it's been a really cool experience. But yeah, you're right. I mean, you when you're going into a crowded market place, you don't want to be everything to everyone because it will be too hard to grow and scale. You have to pick a lane when you're going in, especially if you're going into a crowded space where you have to be able to cut through the, the noise. And that is the reason why this, the way we have built this is so important to us is because we are hyper-focused on it. So for instance, 
we know this this space today is a 32 billion, but they're projecting that the earbud alone, not the not including the headphone, the earbud alone will be a $152 billion market in the next few years. That's because the earbud as a platform is predicted to become the dominant communication and, and computing tool of the future. So over the glasses, over the watch. And mostly that's around adoption and other, other, some other technical reasons. But in that vein, you can, the market's not going to reach that unless they have a comfortable earbud that they can wear for long periods of time. The other thing we've been doing is, and again, wholly focused on this knowledge seeker spoken word vertical, has been building a hardware software integration where the earbud essentially becomes an on-the-go productivity tool. So let's say you're listening to, you're riding your bike, you're listening to a podcast, and you hear a cool quote or an interesting fact. Right now, the use case is people do, who do this, they, they'll pause, rewind, write it down, pause, rewind, write it down, right? Or they save it in the app, but never go back to it. We've created an experience where you can activate our earbuds, either swipe or voice assistance. We'll record the last 20 seconds, the next 20 seconds of what you were listening to, translate that to text, add the metadata. So who the podcaster is, who the author is, what the platform is, Audible, Spotify, and then you can voice tag it. So this is for my paper on Genghis Khan. And then you can save it. We want you to share it with, you know, whoever you want to share it with, but you also can integrate it with your desktop productivity tool like Evernote or whatever you use. And that's a way to just bridge that gap between the use case of today's earbud, but understanding the smart platform that it's going to become in the future, but also addressing a need of consumers today. Um, so that's another thing that we've been building and that that earbud will come out in the next year or so. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, that 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 bit is the really interesting piece to me, the the ability to just take that snapshot from a podcast or something. Because like, yeah, the amount of times that I'll be out and about, you know, again, walking the dog normally, listen to a podcast and someone says something that I think oh, I need to take note of that. Yeah. And my default option at the moment really is just to email myself. And then I have to go and deal with it later. I have to go you know, make sure I notice that email later and then right. <laughs> transfer it into some other note format, which also... It tends not to happen. It tends to go into an a folder, an idea folder, in the email, really, and it's you know it's not the greatest experience. Yeah. Funnily enough, so I've actually bought a. Do you know Remarkable? Mm, I feel like I do. Is it a transcription note taking thing? It's like the it's the note taking tablet, I suppose. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I saw it a few years li ago. Literally just got that yesterday. So this is this oh, is what cool. I'm experimenting with to yeah. to test out better note taking. Oh, I'm so interested in how it is. But it, obviously, that still doesn't. You know, it it's a little bit better because it means if I hear something, I can very quickly just just write scribble it down in in, in remarkable, add it to a specific note section. You know, tag it or whatever. But that's still nowhere near as convenient as literally just hitting that button. Yeah. Uh, so it's it, it actually reminds me of Tesla. So in, in Tesla cars, you can actually, I think if you just hit the dash cam button or hit the dash cam record button, it will take, it will quickly save the last however many seconds. I think it's like 30 seconds of video footage. So basically if you, if you have a crash, you just hit that button and it saves 
the last 30 seconds and it might record for a little bit as well. That's awesome. Didn't even know it did that. That's really cool. (laughs) And that's going to be very helpful. Yeah, yeah, I imagine it's really helpful. But yeah, coming back to the headphones, it's that, yeah, that piece of just being able to take a quick note, hopefully like put a tag on it or have a dedicated place to just send that note to Mm -hmm. where it then gets transcribed and it's just there, it's written down for you and you, and you can go and, and review it later. That's something that I think is really, really valuable. So I guess two kind of follow-up questions related to that are, one, why hasn't this happened before? Given, well, obviously not innovation because that's what we're talking about, but given the amount of money in, that gets spent on product development in this space, you know, by Apple, Sennheiser, Bose, Sony, you know, lo- there are loads of brands out there which sell quite expensive headphones. Why do you think no one's really gone down this road fixing this problem? And I think the the kind of follow-up part to that is, do you think that is possibly what's holding back what you've talked about as, you know, the the earphone is going to be that that primary device? I mean, in product development, the, there's not been a ton of huge product development. I mean, every single earbud on the market pretty much has the same feature sets. It's just how they talk about them, the color and the price point, right? But <clears throat> you've got a good point, right? There's huge players in this market. In the earbud space, the biggest brand in the space only owns 34% of the market, and that's AirPods and Beats, because they're the same now. But that means there's 66% of the market is up for grabs essentially. But I sort of come from the contention that I think any category is up for grabs as long as there's a space, there's a need, the market is relatively stale and that the market is growing. So all those guys are making a ton of money on this space because it's growing a ton, but not because of new product development, but mostly because of use case. And so and why they have, I mean, I don't know, I talked to, and this is anecdotal, but I talked to one of the big headphone earbud companies, ex-CEO, ex-head of earbud and headphones, and he he's now an investor, and, and he was like, listen, I got a hold of your earbuds at our company. We spent millions and millions and millions of dollars and almost a decade trying to solve for this fit issue. We were going after custom fit which still has a hard state, but I can't believe this, you know, tiny little company out of Colorado has solved what we've been, what we had the smartest and the best and the brightest doing, working on, right? But you think about all of the companies that have been disrupted. I mean, even Apple came in and disrupted the personal computer. We had, you know, or Uber and Lyft, they completely disrupted the taxi industry. And that was, you know, sort of a mafia mafia space netflix and and all that netflix Uh, exactly and and spotify yeah yeah exactly and just like netflix that's a great example right blockbuster was like no there's no way this tiny little company out of nowhere has a better idea than what we do we already know our customers we our customers love us they're buying more and more and more every year we have no need to change and so i think that's one of the the reasons that most industries are disrupted by people coming from the outside in yeah yeah i mean it's kind of what i do you know in in conversion optimization it's it's bringing these new ideas to the table doing that doing the research and approaching something from the viewpoint of someone who who doesn't know the stuff because you get into that danger of 
it's like what you said, right? People people were still buying from Blockbuster. They were buying more and more and more. And so for them, it was, well, this is the right solution. Because exactly. if it was the wrong solution, sales would be going down, surely. Yes. And I have exactly. that conversation on a obviously a much smaller scale with with brands who say, well, this works for us, so we should keep doing it. Yes. Or this this is what the industry does, so this this is what we should be doing. Yeah. And then you kind of come along and you say, well, yeah, but it's is is everyone missing out? <laughs> if yeah. if no one is doing this, is is it is it just the case that everyone is actually missing out on this opportunity, not that it's the wrong opportunity. Well, I think that is so important. And honestly, even with my agency, I am constantly like, no, we can't do everything everyone else is doing. And I understand how it is, but also you're up again, you know, like it's, it's so important that you recognize that because I, I do know, like, cause I've worked on brands my whole career is that people are like, we've seen all these pictures or we've been saying the same thing but only one person's heard it, even though we feel like we've been working on it for a year, right? So there's also this need to change things all the time when you don't have enough exposure, you're just not reaching them properly or or you're not, you know, and then there is a moment where you need to talk to them like they don't own the business, right? Like they don't know every single aspect of this business and you have to talk to them about what they care about and what the benefit to them is, right? And I, I feel like that's, it is a constant debate, and I think it's really important that you bring that up. Yeah, well, I suppose yeah. With going back to like on earphones, the design and stuff. When you're working on them, you're probably thinking, okay, so we need to make sure you know it, as long as you're selling you know reasonably high high value stuff, high high price stuff, we've got to have good speakers in them. We've got mm. to make sure we keep keep ahead with this. That's what people want. They want the quality of music, and then you're probably thinking battery life. People want more and more battery life, you know, because mm. you want to wear them on a plane or whatever. You're going to hit that point where everyone's got a, a set of earbuds that, or earphones that will last 24 hours because the battery batteries have got have got that good. Yeah, exactly. But, who, who, but no one needs it for that long. So actually, yeah. you're no longer improving the experience for people once you once you hit a certain certain amount of hours. Especially as the case will then probably charge them, you know within a couple of hours as well so it is that you know what, what are the other questions people are asking and this is again like coming back to cro this is what i look at a lot it's you know if you've got reasonably similar products or the there's not much innovation in the products themselves what other questions are people asking that you could answer and one that i came across it was to do with a ladder bookshelf that i bought and one of the things that sold me on it was actually the fact that it said, I don't need power tools. I don't have to screw it into the wall. Yeah. It had like adhesive, kind of adhesive things to just hold it in place. That was a massive selling point for me because I didn't want to drill holes in a wall. And there are loads of people out there who rent places who can't drill holes in walls, but still want that, that style of product. But that's the sort of question that a lot of people wouldn't ask. Because it's not, you don't think of that as a feature of the bookshelf. Yeah. You think of the bookshelf as just, well, how many shelves has it got? How wide do they? How tall are they? That sort of thing. So it's the kind of, I guess, a similar thing with the earphones. It's not, a lot of people might not be thinking about that actual ear experience because that's not why people buy headphones. Well, yeah. I mean, they don't think about a different way of 
because everyone does it the same. They just don't think there's another option out there. I mean, that's an interesting story about the, you don't need power tools. Because I was just reading Tony Vidal, who created Nest, which is that in-home thermostat system, yeah. but it's one of the first digital ones. He, when he started sending a screwdriver that would allow you to attach it to the wall, his customer okay. experience, like the, on the meter rose significantly. And his whole team yeah. was like, oh, we're trying to save margin. Let's get it. Let's get rid of it. It cost us $17. We got to get rid of that tool. And they're, he's like, no, this is the reason that we've made people's lives easier, that they don't have to find that particular size Phillips head or whatever it was. Um, but it is the simple things like that. I mean, we, and, you know, there's some things we've tested, like we, one of the things we did is because the battery life is so important to us, we also have a tether cable system. So you can have a wireless tether, but you can also have a wired cable. So if you want it, we did it because of music. When we got it out onto the market, people loved the wired cable experience. When they're meditating or they're sleeping with their earbuds at night, they didn't want the Bluetooth exposure, which we never even thought about it. We did it 100% so you didn't have to compress music and the music would sound beautiful. And that, so things like that. And then we also brought a hear, we brought a speaker system that came originally from the hearing aid industry. So it's incredibly clean, crystal clear experience. Because we're focused on this spoken word, I wanted we wanted to make sure we could hear all the nuances in the conversation, hear all the sighs, the giggles, the laughs. And so it's it's such it's such a more intimate experience with our speaker, but it's also a pretty hefty price tag because we brought this from like the three thousand dollar price point range into the mid price point range, which is two hundred to five hundred. Um. But people really love that quality sound. And, you know, I, I got a lot of pushback. Like we could save a lot of money here if we just put the speaker that everyone else has in this space. And so, yeah, I think about that a lot. But it is those simple things that you want to make sure you're addressing consumers' needs and making their life easier. Yeah, making their lives easier, give, give, giving them the experience they want from it. Because otherwise, yeah. again, it comes back to, you're just the same product as everyone else with slightly different copy and, and marketing messaging that's being used. Whereas you've got that, you know, next level experience. Yeah. At, at a, I guess a similar price point or, you know, maybe slightly higher, like top kind of top of the top, the top range. But yeah, that's, that's what people care about, isn't it? It's, and yeah, when you mentioned like podcasts, it's for, it's for listening to podcasts. I was going to say, Oh, the, so the, the speakers that you use, I imagine, are probably going to be really helpful for that uh, next experience you've got. Did you did it have a name? Did you mention? You know, the the transcribing. You yes. can save that ten seconds. We call it Ritual. So it'll be Ritual, essentially a SaaS platform on the earbuds. Okay, so I imagine that's going to be really helpful for that because it can capture. Yes, that's really yeah. important. Yeah. Yes, it's that sort of thing that that gives you so many more selling points to use yeah. and, and if you you just all you've, got, all you've got to do is bring in the fact that it's it's speakers from hearing aids but it's not you've specifically not used the standard headphone speakers that everyone else uses because you want something that's so much better for what these people need it for yeah yeah and i mean there's things that are risky and i, I mean to your to the point about this to not having to use power tools like we thought Everyone has the charging cable that are so ubiquitous within any electronic you get. We didn't ship the 
the charging cable in the box because we were like, oh, let's save the, you know, it's being environmentally conscious in the electronic industry is tricky. And this is one way we could do it because everyone probably has a million of those cables sitting around. Well, and then we said we would ship them to people for free if they wanted them. And we gave them a at the checkout, do you want the cable, the charging cable with it? But people missed it and they really frustrated people, which I totally understand, right? If you want to just, you, you bought something, you love it and you want to use it right away. You want to be able to charge it right away too. So we started shipping that, but that was a mistake we made because we had an assumption that people wouldn't mind using what they already had. So it's, it's really interesting you say that. So I've got an old iPhone box, which has got a pair of headphones in, a pair of the iPhone headphones. It's got a charging cable. It's got a plug. It's, I think it's got maybe one or two other cables. And it's basically become like a travel box for me. I would use that. I know it's got one of each cable that I need. But the remarkable, I've got, I can see it, it's on my desk. There is a box with the cable in it. And as soon as I got that, what went through my head was I'm not going to open this. I'm going to put it aside because I don't need it because I know that I've got the cables already, but I don't know how I would have reacted if I hadn't found a cable in the box. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, like Apple stops sending the brick, the charging brick that plugs into the yeah. wall, which was really frustrating because those things are hard to find. And I feel like now they're super scarce. Like all my kids are taking them. <laughs> Right. But I also appreciate it because I do have some. It just takes me a second to find them. Right? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I've got a setup, uh, kind of a setup. So I've got like a, a little bank of charging cables. So plugged into the socket at home, I've got a multi USB charge point thing. So I've yeah. got a USB C in there. I've got my lightning cable. I've got whatever the small USB one is micro USB. Yeah. Micro USB. I so I know when I want to charge something, I just go there and I plug it in. So when I actually get a new cable, I am kind of thinking, well, I don't, it's, really? it's, all my, it's almost like it's clutter yeah. because I've got the new cable and I want it and I know it's new. And I, there is a little bit of that. I know this is an official cable for what I've bought it for or what I've bought. Yeah. I think there, and I, I wonder how many other people have that, just that, because there's, you know, there's all this talk on Amazon, you get fake iPhone chargers or or chargers that are apparently not as reliable. Mm -hmm. And so I do, uh, yeah, maybe that makes me think I do want to receive a cable with things because I I should be able to trust that cable. So even if it goes into a box or goes into a, a, a drawer for a couple of years, I know that this is a legit cable that I can use for, for whatever. Yeah, and there's definitely, I mean, there are cables out there that are not as as good. Like, you know, some of our cables are, incredibly high end and crazy engineering. We maybe don't need that level, but there is an element where you want to be delivering the best for your users. But to some extent, you know, I'm, I have to say in, in that regard, I'm really glad everyone has to move to USB-C because it should be just one. Yeah. And then I can carry one around and you don't, won't need your whole box. Right. <laughs> it, it would make life a lot easier. Yeah. So is that, I thought that was an EU thing. Is that, is that more widespread? Well, I mean, EU forced everyone's hand, right? So yeah, I suppose. So Apple has to do it. I hope you know. Hopefully, Kindle, Kindle just yeah. Did I it. suppose they're not they're not gonna they're not gonna have a lightning cable outside the EU. No, and 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 because that means having 
it's not just the cable it's the phone as well yeah right so yeah i suppose that makes sense yeah i'm i'm kind of looking forward to that because well the the fact the reason they have to have this multi socket usb thing uh, charger is because i've got an iphone my current anchor ear, earbuds are usb c but i know like my kindle for example is micro usb yeah i know there's a, there's another one as well isn't there because there's the, I mean, there's the one that's a bit boxier i don't know, but that's the point right there's there's too many too many different cables yeah. And I mean, it was a good business model, right? Because you had to buy a new cable from Apple because they were the only ones that sold the lightning. Yeah. <laughs> I do think like that's a good accessory, like when you close that garden and no one else can get access to it. So I think that might be, that has to change with the USB-C as a standard across the board charging. So I'm actually glad the EU is doing that. Yeah. Yeah, cool. Just quickly, because I, I realize we are getting a bit short time. I just wanted to touch on the customer research that you did while you were doing that, that product development. So you mentioned you did qualitative, quantitative. How did you go about that? How did you source people to speak to? Yeah, what's what sort of research did you do? So we, I mean, we got all, we had connections in the industry. So we got all those big research studies around this at the time, access to those, which, you know, normally are like $7,000. So we did have that, those industry research data sheets. We also had did, we actually bought media against this. So in the space, like said, you know, tested all the value propositions, long-term comfort, not falling out, fits all different ear sizes, you, you know, never get that achy pain. We also tested different price points against it. We've And we've tested Ritual, the software hardware integration. And then yeah. which, you know, and had people actually buy it. And then we would be like, oh, we're out of stock or whatever <laughs> and return their money. But that was really important to us because there are big brands in this space and going after and being able to test we needed to make sure what we were developing, despite industry experts saying that this was the number one pain point in the space, are people willing to pay for it? So that was really important to us and understand that. And that we also did statistically relevant study, consumer studies, where we sent out to a survey to 10,000 people and then got those data points back. And so we did a lot of deep dive understanding on whether or not we thought this had viable potential that people are willing to pay for. I mean, it, we had awesome results off of that, as have we since we've been on the market. So that was that was really big. I think you need to make sure, like you can have the most brilliant, creative, technically savvy idea in the world, but if you can't sell it to someone in three seconds, you're never going to be able to get it out of the market, right? And that's really hard. Yeah. If you're D2C, B2B, you have a little bit more time. But if you're B2B to C, you you better be able to sell it in three seconds, right? Yeah. So that was one of the most important things that we wanted to make sure that we had done and understood. Yeah. I mean, it, especially as I, I guess it's one of these industries where when people need new headphones, they Google what are the best headphones for music maybe it might even just yeah. be one of the best headphones or earphones to buy yeah and most comfortable earbuds earbuds that don't fall out is a huge google search and so that's been really helpful okay. for us and that's yeah. another thing new going into this 
and then I suppose with that, you've got the the battle of how much better are your like specifically designed for not falling out of the ear and being comfortable with earbuds over the ones that come with the, you know, the uh, like foam, the foam stuff that you can squeeze, then you put them in your ear and then it expands to fit your ear. Because those were those are marketed as, you know, these these are how you make them comfortable. So that is the current industry solution to comfort and fit. The still the even with that, it's called a ear tip, rubber or foam ear tip that comes on the end of those earbuds. It, yeah. Comfort, long term comfort, falling out is still the number one complaint. So it hasn't solved it because of that experience. It helped a little bit with walk, I mean, with the falling out of your ear, those foam expansions, it does cause pressure on the ear. So it does hurt a little bit after a while of wearing them, but, and then the rubber one has a reverse experience. So that also helps with falling out a little bit. Still the industry average is people are rebuying earbuds every six months so that hasn't changed with the the ear tip you set out to change it so we hope you don't have to buy new earbuds until you want them yeah yeah <laughs> I, fell out. it's <laughs> like it's it, they're like temporary fixes aren't they yeah it's um, a bad it's a little bit yeah yeah you you know i mean I've, I've tried both types and i've used you know apple, apple earbuds and yeah, none of them really do the job. Yeah. Either they fall out. I mean, I've uh, these ones, the ones I use now, they work for me when I'm at a desk. And like I said, I, I take them out regularly. So I do get a bit of relief from the, the pressure, but I've never tried running or anything like that in them. So yeah, I don't, I don't know whether they'd stay in. My, my guess would be not, but yeah, it's definitely, when you think about it, it comes across as a, a temporary fix to a problem because it's just changing that one part of the product. Yeah. But well, with something that is literally temporary because you can take them off, you can you can change them. Yeah, it is just temporary. But the, again, they have no motivation to change because they're growing so much and the industry is growing so fast that they think what they have is just like Blockbuster, right? They What they have is all you need. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So just before we finish up, is there anyone in the kind of e-commerce marketing space or anyone from particular brands that you'd wanted to sit down for lunch with? I mean, yeah, of course, there's millions. There is Ken Siegel, who wrote Insanely Simple is a product design company. I mean, product design book. I would love to chat with him. Playing Bigger, the guys who wrote essentially came up with the term category king those guys are brilliant i'd love to meet with them um challenged or no obsessed there's this book called obsessed which i think is so good by emily hayward she has an agency in new york that helps startups i mean she's just incredibly smart in the space and has done wonderful things with small brands and then trying to think I don't know there's you guys probably aren't exposed to it as much but there is this political action advertising company called Lincoln the Lincoln Project which those guys are so smart and think differently and everything they come out with is so creative and but speaks exactly to emotion versus feature sets and so I'd love to to have lunch with those guys too that'd be quite a cool one I, I'm yeah. kind of familiar with them I've, I've seen clips 
of what yeah, they've done. Yeah. They're yeah. super funny and good. And, and there's nothing about like, they're not going after the feature, which I think is some of the mistakes we make in advertising, but they're going after that emotional feeling you get from it. Yeah. So I think it's well done. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. And have you got any, 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 well, marketing tools or, or, or tools for the business that you use every day or, or frequently that you'd recommend? I mean, you asked this, I have to say, like, I'm not sure we have any tools that are mind blowing. I would love to know what you think is the best advice. Cause you know, this space really well. I mean, heat maps, but that's sort of boring. I can't come up with. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, that's most of what I do. I, I like Microsoft clarity. For, for heat maps and, and recordings. I think it's really okay. good. I'm trying to think of something mind blowing. What have I used recently? I use Otter AI to, to transcribe all my podcasts and other meetings. So that does that automatically. It, it's it's quite good. I wouldn't say it's, I mean, it, it, it's not perfect. You know, if I, if I wanted to publish the transcription of an episode, someone's got to go through and edit it anyway. But uh-huh. at least 90% of the work is done. Yeah. Um, which is quite handy. I think, that, I, I, oh. I think Otter is awesome. I, I mean, it's awesome technology, right? They came out with something that no one had done before, or they did it better than anyone had done. But it's, again, it's on the desktop. Like that's one of the things we, and it transcribes for, for meetings, let's say podcasts is different because you need the whole transcription. For For meetings, it's no one ever goes back and rereads it and they say they use AI, but it's not quite there yet. Right. And so essentially you're reading 45 minutes of the same meeting you were just in. And so that's one of the things we're doing with ritual is if you are in the meeting, you can actually self indicate the action items for our ritual experience and that we will record those snippets. So like the five action items, and then it will be stored for you by the end of the day. And if you're like me, back to back to back meetings. And by the end of the day, then you have essentially your recaps, your action item recaps ready for you to go. So yeah, we're really excited about that tool as well. I guess our tool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I think that'd be really good. Otter AI, so Otter AI does do meeting notes. I've not really had a look at them because I've not had a need to. I've only looked at a couple of the, you get, you get an email which outlines them. From what I've seen, they're not really meeting notes, they're more timestamps. Yeah. It's it's where Otter AI thinks, I, I guess the conversation has changed slightly onto a different topic or some sort of key points have been made and it will highlight that as a timestamp, but you yeah. would still need to go and read the notes, I think, the, the actual transcription to get it. I need, I need, to, I need to look at it more because it looks like it could be quite quite interesting, quite useful. But I think I'm still a bit skeptical it about there how... one day. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've been using this for probably close to two years now, I think. So it does it does the job that I need it to. Yeah, just need it is to... great for podcast recording because you need the whole transcript, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Cool. This has been, yeah, really interesting. It's yeah. I mean, it's yeah, an industry that I've not really thought much about. But I mean, that problem that you mentioned, well, pain and it falling out. It's never really been something that I've looked, I've thought about when I'm buying, but actually is a problem that I've had pretty much every single time that I've mm-hmm. used to earbuds. Right. So yeah, really interesting. Thank you for that. If anyone wants to reach out and find out more, what's the best way of doing that? 
Yeah, if you are interested in the business side of things, feel free to hit me up on LinkedIn at Shay Gerhardt. If you want to check out the earbuds or we have a podcast, an audiobook recommendation engine that you can sign up for at butterflies.com. So right, B-D-R-F-L-Y-S. Awesome. So no T's, one D. Yeah, one D. Earbud. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Really interesting to hear where Shay sees the industry going, just how big an industry earbuds can be. A lot of people view them as more of an accessory, something that complements your mobile phone, but actually there's so much more potential there. Shay made a really valid point that earbuds and earphones were developed when we were just listening to music for a short period of time. But now, given the way we work and the access we have to audio, it's perfectly reasonable to expect someone to have their earbuds in for several hours at a time. And yet the design of the products hasn't developed to match that particular requirement. If you'd like to hear more from Shay, you can find her on LinkedIn. Any other podcast questions, feedback, or guest requests, please send them over to will at customerswhoclick.com or DM me on LinkedIn. Next up, I've got Ben Davies from TryNow joining me. We're going to be talking about how brands can enhance the customer experience by offering free trials of a product that is purchased online. But until then, keep those customers clicking. Mm-hmm.